What's up, dirtbags? Welcome to episode 133 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman, and once again, I'm joined by the regular guy, the guy to my left, Matt Deitch. What's happening, man? Oh, feels good to be sitting back in this chair. It feels like it's been forever. Yeah, well, you know, and and I gotta say, I, I... I didn't maybe, you know, have the best replacement for you last week, you know. Well, I mean, it's all right. I mean, we are in the Olympic season. Sometimes you get a bronze and sometimes you get a silver. I mean, you're not going to get a gold every week like with me, but, uh, you know, sometimes you got to bring in the B team. You know, I, I, I will say, I will say Jeremy K did a good job. I'll give awesome him, I'll, job. you know, for, for stepping in on short notice too. Uh, he did. He did a spectacular job. Hats off to Jeremy K. Did it take a little coaxing to get it him. It did. It did. But I mean, you know you me. Would. I could. I could sell a. All right. Catch up popsicle to a woman in white gloves, and that's I mean, right. And that's basically. You know, I, I walked out. I found Jeremy. He was wearing a set of white gloves, and I had a catch up popsicle. And I said, "Hey, you want to be on a podcast?" And he said, "Absolutely not." <laughs> and then I kind of gave him a, a firm chest poke, and he said, "All, all right, takes. what time do you need me over there?" And I mean, that's that's basically how uh, how that happened. Firm chest poke. That's all it ever takes. It, that's all it takes. All it takes. Uh, nope. But uh, thanks, Jeremy, for being on last week. Uh, but we're back to normal again, and uh, um, yeah, we're coming back again at a Tuesday. And uh, uh, you know, we we might need to put something out there if if the fans like. God, I can't call people fans. Gotta say the, the listeners. Favorite. Listeners. The listeners. If the listeners like Tuesdays better, um, you know, Tuesdays does give us one more day to get together on Monday night um, and, and record something. So maybe that's something that we'll do going forward is, is switch it up to Tuesdays unless we face some crazy backlash. Hey, I get it. We're Mondays. Uh, fine dandy, whatever. Um, but no, that's, uh, that's that. We'll have to see what the dirtbags want. That's right. And if you're new to this and you're like, what the hell? Why, why is this dude calling us dirtbags? Uh, that is, uh, that's the name that has been chosen for the listeners of this fine program. Yeah, I, I mentioned that to somebody, I think, on vacation. I said, yeah, we call them the dirtbags. And they're just like, isn't that Are they okay mean? with that? I'm just like, yeah, that's what they wanted. Yeah, that we is. took a vote uh, we, on yep. it. And- we, uh, we had multiple people say... And, you know, I, I really kind of thought it was going to be the co-anglers, but when Dirtbags kind of came about it, you know, you can't, sometimes, you, you know, it's like picking your own nickname. That's right. You know, you you know, it, if you were to have your own nickname, Matt, what would it be? I think we've talked about this, and I, I'm, I'm good at giving nicknames to people, but I don't know what I would pick for myself. I don't know if we actually talked about if we were to give ourselves a nickname, did right. we? Well, like you said, you just can't do it. Uh, you just can't. It's kind of a desperation thing. You can call people, me Nighthawk. Oh, right. And, you know, El Diablo. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's what I like to go by. But, you know. <laughs> no. But no, no you, can't, you can't be. It's a, it's a sign of desperation when you're giving yourself the own, your own nickname. Right. Right. Uh, Dirtbags is what it uh, what it happened to uh, what we just kind of happened to stumble into and and that's what it is and I like it I that's like it right. a lot so uh, um, yeah I like to think of them as like when we say dirtbags like they're singing lead vocals for Leonard Skinner right like, you know right. angel wings and stuff like that so yep and I'm in the front row hammer drunk <laughs> <laughs> eating hot wings and yep. Matt. Let, let let's let's start off here uh let's talk about if fishing were hunting yeah you know it's the outdoors they kind of go hand in hand sometimes right. and each one of them kind of have their own saying sometimes right and you know i mean i think i think for the most part most people that are fishermen are hunters uh most people that are hunters are fishermen I don't know that everyone who is is a fisherman, not everyone who fishes hunts, but right. I, I think I think the other way it kind of goes. But uh, you know, when when you watch uh, much for on TV, uh, you know the the pro hunters on TV and whatnot, th- there's a lot of stigmas that go along with them, a lot of sayings, a oh, lot yeah. of you know th- that that kind of become common. And uh, if, if it, you spend any time in a sporting goods store, just listening, right, just hanging right. out listening. It's cool when like they sell both hunting and fishing equipment because you're going to hear like people say these terms and everything, you know, whether you're here or there. Right. So so number 1, uh I didn't draw my walleye tag this year. Yeah. Can you imagine, you know, if you know, I mean for for us here in Iowa, uh we get a buck tag every year. 
but but for those in South Dakota and I mean I think one year in South Dakota you might get five buck buck tags and the next year you don't get any <laughs> it used to be that but, way you know I mean we don't have a draw here in Iowa and I'm not sure how Minnesota and they Wisconsin a, and, and whatever not a draw in Minnesota there's not that I but know. I mean can you imagine uh, if you had to draw for walleye fishing for the year and like <laughs> oh man you know Just 2022 hoping. is my year i get to walleye fish like, <laughs> how how wild would that be yeah i know it would be crazy maybe they give you a quota like on uh the what's um the deadliest catch oh yeah <laughs> you're, yep, only, yep. you're only allowed oh this person can catch 30 this year that now, person can catch 10 now you do have to apply for tags for paddlefish yes in south yeah. dakota you do it, you don't always get one. Nope, there's a certain quota. And, and Right. And yep. then there's, just like in hunting, there's different counties and sections of the river. Really? My brother, Brant, drew one this year, and he went. I haven't. I can't believe I haven't told this story yet. What? But you got he, a big, big time story he, that well, you didn't he, tell us? He caught a really nice paddlefish, a couple of them actually and stuff like that. But the one I think he ended up putting his tag on, as he was holding it for the picture, the thing flopped and the bill came up and hit him right in the eye. And I think I mean, we maybe did talk about this. a big old shiner black eye. I mean, it's great. I mean, he sent it to me and I was like, oh, what a rookie. Can you imagine getting your ass kicked by your wife and like having to come up with a story like, <laughs> like that? Like, oh, like that a paddlefish. Paddlefish you know. hit me. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. sure bro, yeah. Freaking moron. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. I mean, I didn't draw my walleye tag this yeah, year. You, if you hang out in the deer hunt or like the hunting section of a sporting goods store you're going to hear somebody walk around complaining that they didn't draw a buck tag this year yep we want to go every other one here or you want me to just read them and and, and well, you can just read them and okay and we'll comment on them. giving a fish a name that's right when guys out there trail cameras it's just like oh that's old roy you know that's so <laughs> That's old. That's old. Crab claws. Yeah, they always come up with like funny ones, but you know, it's always, catfish hunter. Yeah, catfish, catfish hunter. hunter. So I mean, maybe we need. I mean, I saw him, and he's as big as a goddamn Buick. <laughs> you know, they call him Walter. I mean, I guess I don't know, but yeah. You, I mean, but you wonder, like, is there somebody somewhere that's like, oh, that's that's Daryl. He's been, you know, that big old bass been living under the dock for, well, I guess there know, is, for years. Uh, John Cox had one down in Florida. He had a bass that they called Dolly or something like that. Or Really? Yeah, and that she, it just died a couple years ago. It was like 10 pounds. You don't remember? He went through a whole thing. It was in his pond at home, and they were watching it. And uh, that thing was like up to 10, 12 pounds. Really? And he, bought, he, went, he went to like the local tractor supply store. He bought a tank, a couple of them to try to keep this thing alive because I don't know if like an alligator got to it or if it just got old and stuff like that. And they tried to keep it alive for a while, but it ended up past dying. And I think he's got it mounted in his house now. So pet fish. Yeah. <laughs> I guess down there, they do that stuff down there. Yeah. Yeah. There ain't no, it kind of goes do with, down South. It kind of goes with one as far as naming it, what you, another one that you have down here in a, in a little bit, as far as like, you know, when that one that you have number five there with the oh, yeah. running cameras. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, number three, what is its score? <laughs> you know, I, I mean, obviously everybody, everybody, uh, you know, after you catch a big fish, you know, what did, what did it weigh? How long was it? What are the girths? But, you know, I mean, if there was actually an official scoring, you know. Uh, That's what we should do. We should make a scoring tape. Just like they do with the rack scoring things that you can buy now, like when you see all those orange pieces of tape. Now, all of a sudden, somebody's caught a walleye, and it's got all kinds of orange pieces, and it's like, okay, we're going to take a tail a tail measurement. We're Piss take on a... Pope and Young and Boone and Crockett. We're coming up with Deitch and Sturman. <laughs> That's right. And, and we're going to come system. up with this formula. <laughs> you, you, take, you take length times width plus the distance we got to measure around the gills. You got to measure from the eyeball to the <laughs> how tall the the back fin is. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you ever caught a non-typical walleye? You oh, ever yeah. caught a non? Oh yeah, I caught a non-typical bluegill one time. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Things still swimming in circles. That's we, is that, oh, that's a typical. That's, <laughs> that's a non-typical. We got a right non-typical there. and a typical. <laughs> I, I entered that fish in the typical category. <laughs> It's it scored good either way. We're we gonna have the Minnesota Walleye Classic. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like the yeah, Iron no Deer kidding. You gonna euro or shoulder mount it? <laughs> I mean, let, let, I guess as far as I know, there's only one way to mount a fish. You know, but I guess 
I guess the replica or the the skin mount is is maybe you know right. that way. But can you imagine walking that, into? Somebody's I want to see a shoulder mounted pike. That's what I want to see. There's shut up. You've seen it? Oh yeah, I can't. There every once in a while you go. There ain't nothing more Minnesota than a shoulder mounted pike. You walk into some of the old bait shops, and I think like I remember one. They had like every fish. Shoulder mounted? Like, shoulder mounted up there. That'd be kind of cool. I want to shoulder mount a big old catfish. Big old flathead catfish. <laughs> Could you imagine walking into somebody's basement and they got a bunch of Euro mounted fish down there, just fish skeletons all over the place? You're like, uh That'd be mocking tune. I do it to study. <laughs> That's right. He would be able to tell you which each bone is and why they have it and yep. what it does. Yeah. Aging fish by the bones. Uh checking cameras. I mean, th- there is gonna be a day. There's going to be a day that we're going to hear a guy say, like, I've been checking the cameras, and those big walleyes come right by this weed line every night, a half hour before dark. <laughs> half hour before dark. They're, yeah. People got them on their docks out there. Yeah. Yeah, they got they got the cameras. There's going to be underwater cameras. I I don't know. I'm telling you. I, right I bet your, you. You're at work, and all of a sudden, ping, it goes off. Oh, there's a 30-incher. I got to go. I got to go. There's a 30-incher in my spot, <laughs> off my dock. Yeah. Uh, give it a couple years. Yeah, that's that's that. Oh, we all say that when we catch a smaller fish. It's like throw it back and like go back to grow up and stuff like that, or where's your grandpa or something like that. But, yeah, give that one a couple years. Yeah. You know, that's just a – a basket rack walleye. <laughs> I guess it's really no different than, you know, catching an 11-inch walleye and, like, right. throwing it back, like you say. And, and, you know, yeah, well, give it a couple years. <laughs> and then, oh, what? Well, we I, – I heard one this past week that said – they all fry up the same anyways. <laughs> it's just like, well, yeah, but, yeah, 12-inch. Yeah, I don't know if you want to keep a 12-incher. So. Yeah, well, one of them, you get more breading than you do fish. <laughs> right. But uh, what, poundage, what poundage do you reel at? <laughs> that has to go with, like, bow hunting. Like, there's a draw weight, how much you draw back. And yeah, how much I you think drawing? sometimes guys take it as, a like, a, you know, a, a big D competition about, oh, yeah, oh yeah. I can pull 80 pounds back. I shoot at 80 pounds. I shoot at 70 pounds and stuff like that. And we like, we okay. had a buddy. We had a buddy who oh, got yeah. a Bowtech that, that drew at 80 pounds. And he came over to my house one time. We're sitting outside my garage, and he's, oh, yeah, 80 pounds, 80 pounds. And he had to freaking have a hernia give yeah, himself like, a hernia know, just to draw the damn thing like back, dude if so. you're up in a freaking tree stand in freaking middle of november and it's 35 degrees you're not drawing <laughs> that thing back i'll tell you that for free so. right that's that kind of like a bunch of dudes standing around talking about that with the reel it's like yeah i got mine set at you know 30 pounds per per crank you know yeah it takes how a many lot, pounds is your drag set at i don't think you're gonna be able to reel that one yeah, <laughs> yeah i'll let you use my reel but there's no way you're gonna be able to make a whole <laughs> if retrieve it's, if it's cold <laughs> you ain't you ain't reeling that thing <laughs> where do you process your fish <laughs> where do you bring them to you what what, what are you gonna do with the you know i, I see you got a limit of walleyes there what, what are you gonna do with them you're gonna grind them up and make jerky or what? all the burger just all going all the burger, burger. yeah you know, all the fish all tacos up. I'm just grinding them all up. I don't need any steaks or any patties made, so. <laughs> when a fish breaks off, can you imagine calling the guys together so to trailing. go tracking? We're trailing it. <laughs> I'm telling you, this thing's got a DT6. Yeah. I know what's in there. Yep. Yep. You got to find that one. Yep. When we call off the search, uh, I don't know. It's been a while. If it, yeah. <laughs> well, it's getting dark. I guess we'll come back and start tracking in the morning again. <laughs> All right. If if you're hanging to bleed out a walleye, you you hanging it upside down. You hanging it head 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 up. I don't know. Uh, by the tail. By the tail. <laughs> now that's that's the best way. Let it bleed out. If if you guys got any other good ones that that you thought up while we were talking, send them to us, and we'll we'll uh we'll bring them up next week. But, you on know, the show. you can you can do it. Whether it's waterfall hunting, any type of hunting, some of the sayings, you know, you can say fin down, beat down instead of feet down, beat down. That's you know, right. Wait till they, your walleye guys pulling planer boards, wait till they get in the spread before you set the hook. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, Matt, I, I got one here for you. You got one for me. Yep. Uh, what's your personal best smallmouth bass? My personal best, you know, I don't have a weight on it i've never like weighed them i've caught a 21 inch smallmouth bass but i never weighed it okay what's your personal best crappie 
My personal best crappie would be 14 and a half inches. Never got a weight on. I don't weigh a lot. I need to start when, weighing when a did, lot of When my did fish. you catch it? This was when I was younger. So, I mean, 14 and a half. Right. It's, it's kind of, you, you remember it's supposed to be 14 and a half, you right. know, whatever. Yep. Uh, what's your PB Northern Pike? My PB Northern Pike? Uh, I've caught in a couple of Northerns that have been in that, you know, 12 pound range before 12 to 15 pound range a couple yep. of silver pike uh silver pike over on spirit lake one time that would probably be a pretty big one so so that's kind of what i'm getting at you know i you, you see on facebook a lot guys that are continuously catching you know their personal best you know they went out you know today and got onto them and you know caught their new personal best and whatever and i'll be honest like i know my personal best bass was six pounds you know you right, you were yeah. along with me uh largemouth bass was uh we weighed it once and it came in like at 6.08 or something like that and we turned around and weighed it again and it was just a little under six pounds so i'm calling it six pounds it's in that six pound range i don't know the length on it outside of that i i mean i mean i don't know i think my northern my my biggest northern pike is like a 38 mm-hmm. biggest crappie no clue Biggest bluegill, you know, somewhere around ten and a half ish. What what I'm saying is like, I, I feel like there's a lot of guys that like know their PB off the top of their head. Oh yeah, like they have it written down They're somewhere. For like you to ask them, like in their wallet or something. Like you know, like what's my you know what's they my... probably can't remember their anniversary, but they they're just like boom, like right off the top there at six point three. And I mean, I appreciate that. I truly do. I wish I knew mine. Right. Like you know, I I think. I don't, I don't know. I think a guy's probably got to, you know, all the main species, go on his phone, make a note, and, you know, update right, it when you, you when, when you catch them. But I don't know. Half the time, half the time you don't have a scale. Half the time, right. you know, when you do have a scale, you don't have a measuring uh, yeah. deal. And, and then the next it time, it's, it's, you know, the other way around. Or and, there's, there's times, too, where you catch the fish and you just want to get a couple pictures and get it back in the water and stuff like that. So Are PBs that important? I mean, you know, I, I obviously the, they're they're only important to the person that caught right, the fish. Right. To each their I mean, own. I don't. I mean. I'll be honest. Like, you're, I mean, you're you're one of my best friends. I don't give a shit about your PBs. Well, you and, know, and, and, and you don't care mine. Right. You know. Right. So so they only care. But I, I think there's a lot of guys that don't care about PBs. Period. Right. You know. No, I mean, and, and you know, and, there, and like you said, there's some people that it's like the most important to them. Like you see them on groups all the time posting. You know, I caught my PB today. What's your PB? You know, are asking people about their PB and stuff like that. And when you start reading comments on it, you know, you get guys that are just like, who cares? And then you get some that are just like, oh, this is mine. And they have, like you said, they have every species, uh, you know, uh, white sucker I caught, you know, a uh, 23-inch white sucker. And, and, uh, right. and a lot of guys, they can tell you where they caught it, what they were using, all this stuff. And I don't know. It. I guess the only way I ever do it is like, until like you got a big big one and you're just like wow. right right like you, you know, know if like, you caught a 32 inch walleye that that weighed you know 14 pounds right okay like i yeah you're gonna yep. remember that yeah and you know it's like listening to troy last week i mean you think about all the bass that troy has caught in uh, all of his years of fishing right, and right. bigger fish and he goes and catches that six pound whatever it was that it was his pb and you know he weighed it and did all that just to just to kind of get an idea of what it was and then when he ended up catching the state record, I mean, when you're catching one that's going to be close to a state record, it's kind of like, oh boy, right? It's like I'm going that, to weigh that's that different. One. That. I'm going to do like all this stuff. But if it's just like, oh, I've never caught one that big, chances are like, okay, I never caught one that big, and it's just like that was pretty cool. And you throw it back, you know, you're going to get. Sometimes you're going to either, like you said, you're either going to weigh it or you're going to measure it. A lot of times you forget to do both and everything. So, but. So, so then you take that one step farther and you think of, about guys like uh, Craig Oiler, Oakley, uh, Tabor, uh, B-Cav, a lot of these really good lake trout fishermen, you know, out, mm-hmm. out on Pactola, where those fish mean so much to them that they could give a rip less about A, their PB, but B, the state record. Right. You know, like that fish is going back. We're not. You know, we're not going to take the time to measure it. We're not going to take the time to weigh it. You know, you take a good picture, you put it back down the hole. And and 
you think about that big walleye that Jason Mitchell caught. Right. You know, probably the state record. And I think it's happened, you know, probably a lot more times than what we even realize by guys that, you know, you know. Well, and a lot of them, too. A lot of them, too, go by the mindset, too, is like, do I want people to know that there's this class of fish here? Right. That they're not going to, they might take a picture for their own personal, just to have it. They might not even take a picture and they send it back down and then. You know, they don't want it to get out on social media and all that because they don't want everybody coming up there and realizing that they have, like, a diamond. Right, rub, yeah, you know? yeah. Like, if you've got a public lake that it's like, this thing's got really big fish, yeah, no, it's shut like, up. Yeah, yeah, I, we, I've been to places like that before where people are, like, have taken me and they're just like, all right, but, you know, you we're not taking pictures. I don't want you posting anything online, anything like that, so. So where are you at there? Like, I, I'm there? not going to lie to you, like, I. I don't know, like maybe I'm I'm a little conceited and, and self-centered here, but like I would I would really like I, I don't know. I don't know that I could let a big fish like that go knowing that it could have been the state record. Right. And you know, not knowing for the rest of my life, like and and maybe that's wrong of me. Maybe that's wrong of it's, me. It's maybe it's not though. I mean it's I mean it's everybody's personal preference and I've I don't think that I would ever, I'm not going to, you know, get pissed off at you for your belief on what you're doing. And I'd hope not vice versa. Like, right. You know, some people might, might think if, you know, that person's the biggest idiot in the world for not measuring that and bringing it to see if that it was, because then you kind of feel like a jackass if you do bring it in and it's like four pounds off the state <laughs> record. And right. you're just like, Oh, I didn't and have it, a scale, but yeah, I thought it was up there. And, you and you kill it, you know? Yeah, that, I don't know, that is that is a tough, 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 and I guess maybe you know, uh, you know, like for Troy, Didi, who can throw that fish in his live well, make a run back to uh, the marina, yep. and they have a certified scale there, you know, while he's out there, he's got cell phone reception, you know, he knows, hey, this is going to be an easy, you know, I, I can get it back there, I can get this yep. thing weighed, I can let the thing go. And, and it's going to be fine. Whereas if you're out on Lake Pactola and you're Craig Oiler and you catch fish through the ice, I mean, right. w- what are you going to do? Okay. Get a garbage can out there? I mean, <laughs> it's not like you got a live well up there. You know, you, you throw it in a garbage can, throw it in the back of your truck, drive down to the rooster, get it weighed, come back up, drill a hole and, and let the thing go. You know, well, let's be honest, the. The chances of that working aren't great. You know, Lyle Lyle Held, who had the the smallmouth bass record before before Troy Deedy, you know, he he kind of went through a pretty crazy deal, and they kept right. that fish alive. You know, yeah. he I don't know, they got a cooler, they got enough water, well, they and, brought and, it to a grocery store, yep, and, grocery store in Webster, and uh, that the crazy thing there too is then all of a sudden you start to like get into the whole of like transporting of water. You know, you're right. supposed to drain right. and like. So, I mean, that's why it's even, you know, we've talked about this before too, just you and I, like catching a trophy fish like that is like shooting a trophy buck. Sometimes the best thing to do, which I think all these guys usually do, is call the CO. Call the game warden. Absolutely. First thing you do. Call the game warden so that everything can be on the straight and narrow, the up and up, so that there is no contesting it. Because you're always going to have that. No matter, like as soon as you post it online, I mean – there's always going to be the people that are just like, well, oh, that yo, that was illegally taken, or oh, you know, and all that stuff. But if you got those guys involved, it's just like, nope, this is the process we went through. Everything was okay. Everything was legal. So I, I don't know. It for some people, like a state record is like really important to them. Like it's like the thing, like like that thereafter, and like it defines you as a fisherman. And then there's other people that are just like could care less if they catch a state record they're not i mean because you know it is crazy the, the story with lyle when he went out there to catch that they have the video like from right. them getting in the vehicle that day that that was like a quest for a state record they right. were chasing the That's state right. record fish yep they were fine and, with only catching one fish right. as long as it was the right fish. and the crazy thing is that they did and they went out there and they did it so yep. i mean that's pretty cool but you know troy he's just out there pre-fishing, pre-fishing for, for a tournament, tournament yeah. and you know you hook in something like that uh, you see it a lot. Like there's a lot of state records you touched on in last week that a lot of times it's, 
it's caught by somebody that wasn't even targeting them. And right. all of a sudden you hook into a big fish and all it turns into a state record. So I don't know. There's a lot of guys that like to go out there and challenge themselves, you know, using light tackle to catch a big fish, you know, lying and tackle records. There's things like that. There's catching. It's nice now that they have catch and release records. I don't know. It's never really been that important to me, you know, to, if I catch one, you know, sometimes you let it go and you're just like, oh man, maybe I should have like, you know, weighed it more, right. measured it. But I, the funny thing is like bass, walleye, northerns, musky, things like that. A person catches a big one of those and everybody, you're just like, oh, oh that could be like, you could catch a state record bullhead and you're just <laughs> no. like, and you're just like throwing it back and you're just like, you know what? I might have just caught the state record. Like, that might have been a state record bullhead. Honestly, a guy really should go through his state's record and and find all those fish that are the less desirable fish and be like, you know, I think okay. that one, you know, I think that one, I mean, you know, you might, I, I don't know, you might end up with the, I don't know, red fin sucker. I don't even know if that's a real fish or not, but I mean. But honestly, right. like if you know that your river or lake has them, and and it's not a super desirable species, that there's probably been twenty five bigger fish, probably five hundred bigger fish caught that no one's taken the time. You know, there's, exactly. There's, you know, when you get thinking about those carp species and the suckerfish species, there's probably been state records that have been used for cut bait. There's probably been <laughs> state records that have been thrown up on shore and, and left for dead. Yeah. You know? But, you know, that, it, 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 whoever it caught crazy. it didn't care. Right. And it is crazy. Like, some people, like, it's not a big fish unless it's 10 pounds. Like, you can catch an 8-pound smallmouth bass here. And people are like, but it's not ten pounds, right? Ten's the benchmark. Well, I mean, you know, you know what yeah. I mean. There, like, people are like, well, that's a, oh, you, your biggest bass you've ever caught is a seven pound four ounce. Like, people yeah. are like, oh, yeah, and that's pretty damn big. Well, and you know, like, right. but it's just like to a walleye guy, it's just like, oh, a seven pound fish is a nice fish, you know. To a musky guy, it's just like, well, uh, that's a thirty. I caught a thirty inch walleye, one musky fish, you know, big deal, you know. I was, yep. I wasn't really targeting them, so. When you know everybody, I guess at the end of the day, everybody's fishing for a different reason. Right. There and are people the that that strictly are out there just to crush their own PB, just to try to catch a state record. There are people out there that are just out there to tournament fish yep. and pre-fish for a tournament. You know, what's the point of just going out and pleasure fishing? You know, th- their pleasure fishing is getting ready for the next right. tournament. You know. You know, they're going to uh, this this lake, and they know that that lake has got a good jig bite, so they are going to practice nothing but, you know, flipping jigs and or, or going to that lake and practicing on that lake. And, and the next person, their fishing is nothing more than to get out with the kids. Yep. You know, and, and, and every single one of them is right, and none of them are wrong. So that's, that's I don't know, we've talked about it before. That, that's the best part about fishing is everyone everyone's free to do it their own way. Yep, there's a lot of different ways you can do it. You can take it as serious as, serious as you want. You can take it as lax as you want. Yep. Matt, uh, we didn't really, we, we, we haven't really touched on your vacation yet on this episode, have we? No, not really. All right. It was a good one. La- last week we kind of... Uh, Talked about how it was going up there for me and everything. Yep, like that, and that but... would have been about halfway through. Yep, about halfway, halfway through. through. Yep. You are you are on day number forty five now on the bass street. Forty five yep. straight days of catching a bass. Yep, I have and uh, going pretty good. Uh, it's kind of fun. A lot of people like you know have talked to me about it, and I was just like, not only have I caught a bass forty five days in a row, sometimes I step back and I was like, I've been able to fish forty five days in a row too, which is you know, for a lot of people they don't get that opportunity. Uh, with my job the way it is and uh you know having the river in town obviously i won't be able to do it if i had to travel a lot of times there's a lot of times where i can run down the river here and catch one on the first cast or second cast and have it done in five minutes and there's times where i stand there down there for an hour or two but it's nice because you know it's right here i don't it's uh less than five minutes to get down to the river and be fishing so any anyone in our town could be doing the exact same thing as you and uh you know, I mean, obviously, like you said, you, you have the summers off. But even me, who who has to be to work, the sun comes up early. I, I could realistically. Right, and long days and stuff like I that. I could go so. down there and get 
a half hour, 45 minutes worth of, of fishing in before I have to be at work. I could go down there and, you know, go for a half hour in the afternoon. Uh, you know, and, and there are days that you're not down there for much longer than, you right. know. It's just a couple casts and it's like, oh, okay. You get it. You're, you know, you got other places to be and, yep. and whatever. But it, it is fun. Like, I mean, uh, the other day, that, that day while you were up there fishing, it, it was a dang windy day. Really windy. And, and every day you had been sending a Snapchat by about 8 o'clock in the morning that you had your, you know, had your fish. And, you know, 10 o'clock comes by and 11 o'clock comes by and. So I sent out a message and I said, is this streak in jeopardy? Like, you know, right. whatever. And, and, uh, uh, your brother Brant actually sent me a Snapchat and, yep. he, and he said, uh, I think the pressure's becoming too much. Cause I was down on the dock throwing to the reeds trying yep. to catch one. Cause I had caught a few of them doing that. So I was just like, well, as I stand here and wait for the wind to die down and, uh, I stood there and as soon as that wind laid down enough, I was out there going at, yep. at what point? you know had had the wind came up i mean at a certain point would you would you have said piss on it i'm going for it yeah oh yeah i mean you yeah, have decided I was, that no matter what you were going right, out you there's were just, a full send because i was less like you know it's i mean because it wasn't crazy windy i mean right there was other boats out there and everything like that but way the way the the wind is a southeast wind and we're on the west side of the lake and it was kind of blowing into the lift and everything like that and getting off the lift isn't a problem and everything, it's just when you come back in, I don't want to be beating and banging on the lift trying to get it in. But uh, but like I said, I sat there and I knew the forecast. I looked at the forecast and I was just like, all right, it's eventually going to lay down enough. Yep. It's like I'll be able to You'll get over. You'll have your opportunity. Yep. And that's the nice thing about being right on the lake. It's yeah. just like, all right, it's down. I'm going. Went out there and like in a few casts I had one. So I was like, show off. Well, there was, there's a few days where it was like, you get out there and you start fishing and you'd be fishing for, you know, half an hour and you still hadn't caught one or you hooked a few and they threw the hook and you're just kind of getting like, come on, you know, like you start to press a little bit, but then it's just like, just relax and you'll get one. And it, you know, like I said, it, in this quest, it doesn't matter how big it is. It's not like I'm trying to catch like a 15 plus incher every day. It's just any bass and any smallmouth or largemouth bass, I should say, because I had, there was a couple times where I caught a rock bass, and it's like, well, does that count? It's a bass. It's like, no, I'm just going with smallmouth and largemouth. Yep. So, well, no, it's, it's been kind of fun. And, you know, if, if I can get to 50, I'll be happy with whatever happens after that. And, you know, with school starting up here pretty soon and football practice and everything, you know, I, there wasn't like a set amount of how many days I wanted to go. I've had some people ask me, like, what are you going to do when it, you get to that point where it's, uh, you know, transitioning from, you know, fall to winter with ice building and stuff like that. And it's like, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be doing it that long as what, what was your first day actually? Like June 18th, if I remember right. So next year, you know, if I start earlier, I, I mean, could, you could get a hundred days, right? I mean, Oh, could, for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, a person really could, if they really wanted to, I mean, if you started may first, you know, if, if right. the river's down at a, at a fishable level may, you know, sometime at the beginning of may right i mean realistically that would not be that crazy no now if if we get some crazy flooding you exactly. know whatever it, it is what it is but uh that I, I don't know it's fun it, it's 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 starting to get to be a lot of fun you know to follow along with it and uh i've had yeah. to kind of try to come up with different creative ways to like post like you know, like the other day with day 43, I put the Richard Petty number up there. There's a couple times where I went like one bass. Everybody knows the rules like Barstool Sports does. I mean, I've been just trying to come up with different things like that just to keep it entertaining. I'm sure you some tongue, people. You tunged that one the one yeah, day. Yeah, stuck my tongue in his throat for. <laughs> I, I won't get to 69. Day 69 probably. So. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's Stuart screenshotting it and watching oh, yeah. it late at night. <laughs> no, it's been fun. I mean, like I said, the fun thing about it is like getting down there and, you know, interacting with a lot of people down there. A lot of the kids that I teach, I have Matt Grave was down there today fishing was he? while I was down there. So and dirty dog. So talk to him for a little bit. It was good seeing him. Uh, so, you know, up at the, up at the lake cabin, the resort owner, he was talking to me about it, you know, about how I got to keep it going. And, you know, there's a couple other people that you tell them about it and they look at you like you're half crazy. It's just like, really? It's just like, yeah, it's just <laughs> something I'm into. Yep. Just something I like, something I enjoy. And yep. 
like I said, I've been fortunate to fish 45 days in a row, which is kind of amazing too, is because there's a lot of people that only get to go like once or twice a week. And yep, yeah, no, I I know what you mean, and and I I, I don't. I don't know that 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 kind of rolls into you know something else that that I was kind of talking thinking about talking about tonight. Uh, you know, th- there are there are serious fishermen that only fish. I don't know. I mean, I mean, let let there's serious fishermen that only fish two or three times a month, right? Two times a month, one time a month. There, there's serious, serious fishermen exactly. that don't fish at all for a whole entire month. Yep. And that's crazy, you know, and, and then, you know, you fish 45 days in a row. And I, I don't know, I, I guess, A, yeah, you're you're lucky, you know, you're lucky that you started this and it forces you to go down there and do it, right. you know. And, well, it and, doesn't, you know, it doesn't force me to go down there and do it. It just, it gets me down gives there. Gives you a reason to, to go. go down there. Yep. You know, if it was forcing me, like if it, if I was like, I have to go do this, then I'd probably yeah, just then be you done do with it. it. Right. But I mean, it's something, like you said, I enjoy it and uh, yeah, it's a good time going down there. And then, like I said, being fortunate to be up there on vacation on the water for two weeks and knowing, knowing that lake, like I know it now and, you know, knowing to be able to get out there and I'm going to be able to catch them uh, as long as the weather cooperates and, uh, you know, I always try to do different techniques and try a new technique while I'm up there. Last year, I kind of threw the Tokyo rig along around a lot. Uh, this summer, I've really started to do jig worming a lot more. So I was doing, I do the, I did that a lot. Uh, it's it's a easy, little easier technique for like beginners to use too. So like when Emily and I would go out, I would I had her set up with a jig worm as well, and she started to figure out the bite, and uh, so that was kind of fun. But then you know, as the days go on having the spinning rod in your hand after a while, catching the wall, catching those bass. And then, you know, I caught some really nice walleyes throwing the jig worm right. out there too, you know? Um, but then, uh, then after a while it's like, all right, I need to start doing some flipping. You know, there's all kinds of pencil reeds around there. And I was like, I need to throw the frog. And then I started throwing the frog, man. Once you start catching them on the frog, you remember how much fun it is and the blow ups on it and stuff like that. And it was just, I was, I was fishing this one reed line and, uh, these people on a pontoon came rolling up and anchored right where I was kind of heading towards and stuff like that. And, uh, I ended up catching like four of them on the frog right in front of them. And there was a guy up there cast, casting something pretty soon. I look and pretty soon he's over there tying something and he's throwing the frog on. And I went out around him and I talked to him for a little bit and he had a Hawkeye shirt on. So I was just like, Oh yeah. So I was like, go Hawkeyes and stuff like that. And so, I mean, it's always kind of fun. Uh, caught some, Oh, throwing the jig a little bit. Obviously, Texas rig, a pit boss up into the reeds is always a good time. We're out deep on the weed edge. So, I don't know. In all, it was a great family vacation. It was a great vacation. Uh, No real bad inclement weather. Like I told you guys last week, that one, that part of the dock blew up and landed in my boat that time. That's right. uh, Luckily, it didn't, it just tore the carpet a little bit, but we got some carpet glue, some boat, marine carpet adhesive and we were able to kind of push it down and eh, you can't really tell unless i'd point it out to you but uh no uh, that was that it was a good trip yeah caught some crappies caught some walleyes like i said just enough all the time for to fry up a few of them for emily and i uh yeah it's it's something i always look forward to and it's always it's always fun up there absolutely uh matt you bought any fishing rods lately I have not bought any fishing rods lately. Have not bought I, any fishing rods. I could. I should probably. I've been thinking about making a run over to the outlet store over in, in Spirit Lake. Yeah, I've been. I've been putting a workout on. You over there. <laughs> I was gonna say you've been. You've been doing some work on some new equipment lately. Yeah. Well, and and you know here here you are talking about catching bass forty five days in a row. I mean, aside from a couple tiny bluegills off the dock, I haven't been fishing for. <laughs> at least 45 days I, I don't know what my deal is like i'm i, I need to i don't know life's been busy every freaking weekend it, it just it's right. crazy and and i well that's it's somebody i i don't want to i don't know if i say i'm fortunate enough to but you know i don't have kids at home i don't have you know other things going on they don't have schedules as busy as you know your kids schedules are uh, you yep. know 
we didn't have we don't you know we're we're pretty free throughout the summer not a lot of things going on the weekends and stuff so but i mean i i don't know i i have to make time to go and do it i've got a boat that hasn't been out for two months you know here i am buying fishing rods like i'm about to take them out (laughs) i ain't taking them out hell i i don't even need to put line on the damn things because it ain't it ain't happening but i don't know yeah i i'm still buying fishing rods i'm still buying fishing rods like i fish every day but uh that fisherman's factory outlet man of living they that uh that That's place awesome. is dangerous <laughs> that is. place is dangerous they got uh, do you think they put a limit on like purchases not just because they don't want everybody just buying up on it but for your own good it's like <laughs> you can only buy five because if we'd let you buy 10 you buy 10 and then you get in trouble at home so. right they've, they've got a limit on a lot <laughs> of the rods like you can only buy five of them a day per person five reels a day per person and i i'm I, th- I think sometimes I, you got to thank them yeah, for it. Be like, hey, yeah. thanks for putting that limit on. Right. At first, I thought it was because they were worried about people reselling it, but I think it's actually that a bunch of wives got a petition together and and a petition to the head of Berkeley, like, hey, uh, paychecks are disappearing fast, and <laughs> that's probably that's that's good for all involved, actually. But yeah, uh, you know, I actually not at the Berkeley Outlet Store, but I bought a Saint Croix rod the other day. Nice. Uh, I've got one St. Croix ice rod, and, and uh, it's a little sight bite, like 16-incher, that I use on West Okaboji to sight fish bluegills. And uh, um, I got a St. Croix Bass X uh, medium light. Uh, I think it's 6'6 uh, six, six or no, maybe 7'10. I think it's 6'10. Six, 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 okay. I think that's what you sent me, 6'10. All right, it's 6'10. Matt said it's 6'10, and now that he said it, I think that's sounding right. Uh, and you know... I'm not taking a jab here at at St. Croix, not one bit. But, uh, you know, you'd always heard, you know, Park Falls, Wisconsin, you know, touched by 32 hands. And so I buy this Bass X and I I get looking at it and it's made in Mexico. So I start doing some research and it says on there, you know, yep, made in Mexico, that uh, St. Croix has moved to some of their production already starting back in like 2008, I think. But uh, as of like 2020 is the first year. Maybe it was 2019, you know, COVID. But uh, that was the first year that they actually ever um, officially owned the whole entire facility. And I guess it's like a twin facility to what their Park Falls, Wisconsin looks like. Like the exact same, same layout and whatever. And they're now making the St. Croix uh, Mojos, Bass X, Triumphs, Icons, Panfish, and Trout down there in uh, in Mexico. And... And I got to admit, like, at first, you know, I, I was a smidge pissed off. You know, it's like, son of a gun. Like, you know, I I thought here I was getting a, an American-made, you know, St. Croix and, you know, Park Falls, Wisconsin. You know, I, I don't know. It just, it felt cool, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. But I don't have one bit of a problem going over to the Berkeley factory outlet and <laughs> buying six Abu Garcia rods that are made in China. You know, why is that, you know, why? why? Is it just because St. Croix has marketed, you know, Park Falls, Wisconsin forever? And, I think and so. And Abu Garcia's never marketed anything? Right. It, it, it's his own company. So you're thinking that you're getting, like, getting that. And you don't... I think people would be surprised at how much of their fishing products does come from the same plant overseas. Oh, for sure. For uh, sure. You know, a lot of their terminal tackle and stuff like that. Right. It's just people get it it's the exact same thing that this company has just a different name on it right and you know i mean i get it uh up in park falls wisconsin i'm assuming that they're gonna have to pay at least 15 dollars an hour you know close to 20 dollars an hour to to get anybody to come in and and you know start working in that factory and then you think about 32 hands touching your rod and then you still expect that same rod for 130 bucks? Like it's not going to happen, right? You know, yeah, it, it yeah. ain't going to yeah. happen. And yeah. and you know, uh, I'm I'm in manufacturing myself. I'm in I'm in purchasing of of components and whatnot. It ain't it ain't going to happen, guys. It it, <laughs> it just isn't. And and uh, I don't know. It's 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 sad that you know that's what it is. But uh, consumers want the cheapest product possible. They want the highest quality for the cheapest price. And I guess if that uh, if that comes with you know having a plant down in mexico i guess guess that is what it is you know and and i guess i shouldn't think about that you know god dang it i want an american-made rod but i'm fine with throwing 
Chinese made tackle on it, you know. That's a good um, point. You know, and you know, do you give a rip where your reels made? Nope, just the rod. Just you the know, rod. it just I, I don't know. I I'm not saying for those of you that that strictly buy American like hats off to you, like I I wish I could, but uh, my it takes my, a lot of research my, going into your purchase. A though. lot of research and a big freaking bank account. Yeah. Now Matt over here, I mean, he's the guy that can pull it off. That's right. That's right. Deep pockets, Deitch. That's what they. Their <laughs> idea. Deep pockets, Deitch. He just gave himself his own nickname, I'm Big desperate. Money Matt. <laughs> Big Money Matt. Big Money Matt. Oh man. Deep pockets, Deitch. <laughs> straight cash, Deitch. I don't know. Did you see the straight bass, straight bass tournament? Yep, that was awesome. That was Randy that was Moss cool. put on a bass fishing tournament, and uh, I saw Matt Johnson with clam had Dante Culpepper. Yep. Um, Waldron had uh, Jake Reed. Jake Reed. Jeremy Clawson, who claims to be a Vikings fan. My neighbor, Jeremy K., that claims to be a Vikings fan, didn't know who Jake Reed was. Yeah. It's like, who the f- are right. you? Right. Like, who the f- <laughs> is that guy? I'm like, Jake Reed? You didn't know who Jake Reed was? Like, I'm not, like, I'm not a Vikings fan one, one bit, but, I mean... Chris Carter, Jake Reed. I mean, they're right. Batman and Robin, right? Hey, did you see who won it? Todd who? Bauman and uh, Millard, Keith Millard. I don't know who Keith Millard is. He's an old linebacker from old 50. Yeah. The Vikings? Line, linebacker, I think, or defense lineman, if I remember Okay, right. defensive yeah. player for the Vikings. Yeah. There was a couple of Minnesota Timberwolves players. Yep. I told Jeremy that Kevin Garnett was there <laughs> just, just to get a rise out of him. but Matt Dumba from the Wild. Really? Yep, he fished. That so. I mean, that that's pretty cool. For the first year, I hope they raised a lot of money. And it I sounded hope like they did. So. Good, good, straight bass, homie. It's kind of cool to see those. It's always kind of cool to see the like professional athletes that really get into fishing. When let's be or honest, the outdoors. I think it's pretty cool that Randy Moss decided to come back to Minnesota to do it. Right for the it was part of the Sid Hartman family they raise funds for like who is sid hartman he is a sports reporter up there in the city okay a very well-known one i must um, have been friends with randy yeah yeah he all those minnesota athletes talk very highly of him i mean he lived to be like a hundred really i want to say and he was kind of doing it up until the end and wow uh, he's kind of a straight shooter with them the way like reading a lot of their comments about it i mean i can remember reading some stuff and you always knew who sid hartman was when you were growing up in minnesota and uh, they said that if you played a bad game, he would tell you, you played like crap the other day. I mean, I mean, he never sugarcoated <laughs> Got to like the honesty, right? But, but when they did well, I mean, he'd give them high praise and everything okay. like that. So, I mean, yeah. I, I guess that instead of having a guy Didn't that's just Didn't ask him stupid questions. Right, right. I mean, it yep. seems like he was well-liked by not only, like, the football guys, the basketball guys, and the hockey guys, so. Yep, yeah, didn't skew what they said, and he, he broadcasted it, and, yeah, that that's good stuff. But, yeah, I don't know, I just, you know, because Randy's originally from. West Virginia. West Virginia, yep, yep, okay. And, you know, for him to decide to come back, because, I mean, it would have been easy for him to do something, you know. It, it was. It's, I was kind of surprised. Maybe he was there, but Brian Robinson wasn't there. I mean, I know he has his own. He used to play defensive end for the yep, Vikings yep. '96. He's he's a big bass fisherman too. Yeah, I, I think he's fished some of the opens. I think that okay. he he has his own foundation, like the Real Men Foundation down in Texas, and he puts a turn big tournament on down there every year. But I mean, I was thought maybe he was going to be there, but maybe he wasn't. I yep. just didn't see his right. name. But it's kind of cool to see some of those guys. Uh, Joe Maurer was there. Fishing. Joe Maurer, yeah, really. So that's a that's a stand up dude right yeah. there. Oh yeah. Yep, one of the best of all time. Yep. So, it is. It's it's cool to see. Like, it's always kind of fun to have like those pro am tournaments. Oh, you know, for sure, for sure. To see how those guys out there doing it. Well, I mean, just to see Dante Culpepper. Like I said, I am <laughs> not a Vikings fan at all. But I mean, when when Dante Culpepper is you know the biggest thing since sliced bread when he comes and starts playing there. Like, I mean, growing up in Northwest Iowa, three minutes from the Minnesota border. Like, I mean, that's the game that's on every Sunday. 
every single one of your friends in school is a Vikings fan. Right. You know, so so I knew, you know, yeah, you, you just it, know those people. And, and it was just cool to see, you know. And especially for some of those guys sometimes, like, maybe their careers don't end as well as they wanted it to right. at a place like that. Right. And they could really give, like, I'm never going back there again. You know, yep. give them the middle finger as they go out. But I, I guess it kind of tells us a little bit about a person's character when they do come back for yeah and are like willing that, to that, travel back to right, do something like that like, for sure not only like does the area mean something to them but so does like the person who like it's about like the foundation it's about and everything so. absolutely um nwt uh just finished up with the regular season uh here yeah. this last week uh um and god dang it what the heck what they're up on mobridge weren't they at Mobridge on Lake Oahe, and uh, the winner is uh, Kent Anderson. Uh, Kent is from up in Wisconsin, Amory, Wisconsin, I believe, and uh, he took home uh, he took home first place. Uh, took home pr- first place in the pro division. Jared uh, Pakrzynski. Took home uh, first place in the co-angler, and that is just a badass name. Sounds like a walleye fisherman's name. It does. It does. Um, 33 of the 107 pros caught five fish limits both days. Wow. Uh, that that comes out to be uh, 31%, which is below the average of the NWT hmm. uh, average of 38%. And uh, you just wonder, was there that was the fishing that tough, or was there that many people going for the home run ball? Right. You know, and I, think, I, think, I bet you, I think I bet it's you a lot of too. Them, a lot of them are kind of waiting for that over. Yep. So they're always kind of keeping that, just kind of keeping those four fish, and then just waiting, and then waiting, and waiting, and then at the last minute, you you try to scramble and just keep another keeper, but you just don't ever get it. Yep. Uh, Mark Quartz uh, remains in first place. For angler of the year, he is not angler of the year no. now. It they the they factor in the championship also, yeah. okay, um, and that's going to be Otter tail. tail. Drake Hurd is still in third, third place. Uh, that's right up kind of a home body of water. I mean, it's right in his neck of the woods. I mean, right. he's from Alex, so yep, just down the road a few miles. I mean, gotta gotta like that, right? All right, yeah. Um, in the money, uh, in the money, do, 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 Corey Sprangle got 21st, 24th, uh, Kent Anderson, 15, uh, John Hoyer, 11th, Chase Parsons, 9th, Drake Hurd, 6th, um, that's Max Wilson, oh, I don't know, that, that ain't right, that ain't right, it's got two people listed out of the 8th place. I don't know. Whatever. Tied? Oh no, they're talking about that many. My bad. My bad. Back that up. It's how many times that guys have finished in the money. Corey Sprangles finished in the money twenty four times. <laughs> Not in twenty fourth place. Right. Twenty four times. I I was reading that wrong. I got a deal on my phone here that's got all the all the uh, statistics, yeah. and I've got it zoomed in <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that right. I can read it and. Uh, no, whoops. Well, I don't want to be uh, sharing false Sorry, information. Sorry, Corey. We know he's an avid listener. Yeah, so. that's right. Here, here's one for you. Here's one for you. We'll 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 cut away from the NWT. Uh, you know, last week we had asked uh, um, we had asked Troy Deedy if uh, any big names or anything have have reached out to talk to him after that, and uh, the very next day Troy actually messaged me with a screenshot and he said, I take that back about nobody crazy messaging me and uh, a Bassmaster elite series angler. And uh, I'm not going to say who, right. But we're talking about a guy with a pretty substantial, uh, uh, pretty substantial social media presence had actually reached out to Troy. And uh, so that, that was pretty cool. I'd like to say that he's an avid listener that that angler is an avid listener heard Troy on our show and thought, oh, man, I got to get a hold of him. I'm (laughs) pretty sure that's what happened, but, uh, yeah, who knows. Um, You know, talking about that NWT, a little controversy going on for that. Did you uh, happen to see on social media that one angler in it was uh, talking about some of these guys adding fuel tanks 
to their boats. Oh, really? To make long runs. Some of these guys were making long runs. And on Oahe, I don't know if there's like, if there's not gas stations that they can stop at to fill back up. But uh, Or they didn't want to take the time. Right. So they were having, in the rules it said something about like it has to be factory installed. installed. So a lot of these guys were going to the factory, you know, going to the factory and uh, having gas tanks, extra gas tanks installed on their floors. I mean, it's out in the open and stuff. But since it's factory factory installed. installed. But then somebody also I saw on this post had put a screenshot about like extra, like added fuel things can be put on there and stuff like that. But, you know, it it was kind of a, kind of a little like an interesting thing. And yeah, one competitor calling out another competitor before the tournament and all that stuff. So yeah, that'd be interesting. Obviously. I mean, if it's in the rules, it's in the rules. Uh, I I have not personally. And and there's a lot of guys that were like talking about, you know, if it's, if it's a, there, there should be no gray area when it comes to, tournament fishing it should be black and white like yes or no there shouldn't be you know bending the rules and 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 that makes up a great point too but i just i just found it interesting little little controversy going on yeah well that's it's good it's good for business well imagine like if some of these like elite series anglers at the beginning of the year like were like well we're going to these areas where they got big places you know i want you to make my gas tank bigger in this boat and stuff so yeah, I don't no, know if it's it, possible, but yep, it's definitely definitely interesting, and and I suppose at some point, uh, uh, probably the NWT is just going to come flat out and say, "Hey, you're only allowed to have whatever comes, you know, like, X amount, right? You know, X amount of fuel or whatever comes stock in your boat, right? Because you uh, can't like you can't have like fuel cans, you can't like, right have a gas can along bouncing around in the boat as you're flying down there. You can check it. my cooler. <laughs> So, <laughs> no. The way the way the country went there for a while, people probably would have had it in plastic bags in their compartments. No kidding, no kidding. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I don't know, Matt. We're uh, pert near an hour in. You got a good news story? I do have a good news story. All right. Um, my good news story comes out of Minnesota. Aaron Ludwig uh, posted the other day that today was a special day on January 1st of this year. My 11-year-old son and I set out to catch a fish in all 87 counties in Minnesota. Today we caught fish in our 87th and final county while out on South Twin Lake in Monoman County. We have made a lifetime of memories from catching trout in southeast Minnesota this spring to wrestling big channel catfish all over the Red and Minnesota rivers. We live in a pretty great state, you know, with so many great fisheries. Uh, go out there and enjoy it. So I'm going to give him a shout out. I mean, that's pretty cool. Absolutely. Him and his, him and his son going out there. I mean, uh, 87 counties in Minnesota, and they caught a fish in every one of those counties. That's that's pretty impressive. I mean, you, there's a lot of homework that goes into it. Uh, there's a lot of travel. So, you know, shouts out to them. Right. Well, and and. With that being said, like the county straight north of us does not the Rock County, there's not like an actual lake, like a registered lake. I mean, some public ponds, ponds that, that you and, could go to and stuff like that. So, and the river, but yeah, no, I, I mean that that there had to be some real strategy that that went into that. Yeah. You know, you actually had to sit down and figure out, okay, you know, whatever. Uh, no, that's once you get farther up north, you know, it probably just. Drive down the damn road and throw a bobber with a nightcrawler out and like, oh, got you can, him. You can probably <laughs> What county knock, are we in? I was going to say, you can probably knock out like four or five counties in a day. Oh, for uh, sure. Uh, for sure. Somewhere like that. But I mean, us down here, I mean, we can appreciate that, like the travel factor. and Yeah. I mean, it, it's just kind of cool to see a dad and a son out there doing that. And a lot of memories, like you said, made. It's, it wasn't about like this kind of fish or that. It's just a fish. Yep. So, yep. It's pretty cool. Absolutely. Uh, my shout out is going to be going uh, this week. Uh, th- this last week, uh, Craig Euler uh, and his family came down uh, from Rapid City uh, over to Okoboji and stayed uh, at my family's place over there. And, uh, you know, uh, Craig, Craig's son, Trevor, and my son, Grady, and Aubrey. And, uh, you know, me and Craig spent some time out on the dock watching them fish. Uh, and then yesterday we had my son Slate's first birthday party there up there at Okaboji. And so we had a lot of uh, family and extended family and uh, uh, listener Sean Bosler and, and his family were all out there and, and uh, 
some of Kalen's other cousins' kids were out there, and I mean, we we've literally got freaking twelve people out on the dock just freaking catching bluegills like it's their business, and I don't know, it it was just it was fun to see that many people enjoying sitting out on that dock catching fish. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, there there might have been twenty different people that caught fish off that dock. You know, That's over the weekend cool. and. And, uh, you know, and, and sometimes some people didn't catch any fish. They just literally sat out there and, and watched other people, but it was fishing that brought everyone together. And, and so that, you know, it, it is, is pretty awesome. It really is. When, when you can do something like that, that is pretty cool. Right. I mean, I don't know. You're out there trading baseball cards and no one's coming <laughs> out to watch that, but they are going to watch, you know, nobody's and, hooting and hollering when you, when you trade a good card for right. a different one. And, and you know, there, there was some talk, you know, that muskies and Northern pikes were, you never you know, know what's going to yep, come and, by, you know, a, a big freshwater drum, you know, and get the net and, you know, all sorts <laughs> of stuff. So, uh, you know, it, it's fun for the excitement. So yeah, it is. I did get to hang out with Merlin for an <laughs> afternoon up there and, Went to Droto Asakis and met him at a watering hole and just kind of shot the, the shot the bull, huh? Yeah, good sure, time. Sure, there was a lot of bull to be shot. <laughs> <laughs> Played some pull tabs. Didn't really didn't win big on pull tabs. Son of so, a gun. all righty. Well, I guess uh, that concludes episode one thirty three. Uh, we will see you next week on episode one thirty four. Later. <laughs>